Steve. This is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for April the 15th. Hope you're having a totally excellent day. Guys, today we're going to be in the book of Daniel. We're looking at chapter 5 and we're looking at a totally awesome story. Have you ever heard that statement that says, unless I see writing on the wall, I'm not doing it. I'm not listening. Well, that is referring to the story that we're going over today. This story is thousands of years old, but watch this. We're still using that statement, okay? You and I have both used it. Hey, unless I see writing on the wall, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. No way, no Jose. But listen to this story because it is so profound and there are dire, listen very carefully, there are dire warnings for you and I in today, okay? It goes like this. King Belshazzar, let me stop real quick. King Belshazzar, who's that? I thought uh, King of Babylon was Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar's gone. He's dead, okay? This, they believe, is the grandson, okay, of Nebuchadnezzar. So I just wanted to get that out there, clarify, okay? King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles, and they drank wine with him, meaning he's partying. He is really, when you read the story, he's partying. They're drunk as skunks, okay? While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, because people do stupid things when they drink wine and booze, okay? He gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem. So the king and his nobles and his wives and his concubines might drink from them. So they brought the gold goblets in that they had taken from the temple uh, okay, God. so Belshazzar's out there. He's drinking. There's all these people. There's all these women, okay? It's a raging party, okay? And, and listen very carefully, okay? What's he trying to do? He's trying to impress the people. Friends, here's the thing. If you have to impress someone, and while you're impressing them, you're sinning against God, you have big problems. The only person I want to impress is God. And really, watch this very carefully. If we read scripture, I don't have to. God already loves me as much as I can be loved by him. And so this guy's drunk, Belshazzar. He says, hey, uh, you know, um, hey, hey, go get all the go the cups, you know, that we, when we destroyed Jerusalem and tore up Israel, remember that? Hey, go get all the cups and the, and the dishes and let's all drink out of them. Isn't that a great idea? Not a good idea, partner, okay? Why? He's in contempt with the Lord, okay? Those, those dishes, that silverware, those cups were for sacred use, okay? They weren't for him to be boozing it up with, okay? Uh, trying to impress people with, okay? What he was really doing, it says, hey, look at these. You know where these came from? When we annihilated Jerusalem, God's chosen people, we took all their stuff. Friends, it's never a good thing to what? Brag, be prideful, be arrogant. The Bible says a haughty spirit comes before destruction. That's going to be true in our story today, okay? Suddenly, watch this, as he's saying this, and then they're, they're, they're drinking, okay? Suddenly, in verse 5, I love this. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appear and write on the plaster on the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. So as he's drinking it up, he's looking over there, and he's like... <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He's dumbstruck, guys. Look at, look at. The Bible says this guy's knees start knocking. His joints start to let loose, meaning he is in such in fear. Okay, the muscles, the tendons that are holding his bones together start to give way, and his knees start crackling, okay? When the queen comes in, he's pale. All life has gone out of his face. He's seeing the hand of God. He's seeing a theophany. Luckily, because of God's mercy and grace, okay, who God is, God is not showing the whole person, but only the hand, because he couldn't have taken it. Verse 7, if we go to verse 7 to verse 8, here's the thing. He calls all these counselors, all the wise men in. He says, listen, 
what does that say? Because it's a writing on the wall. Okay, he says, what does it say? And they're like, King, we don't know. I mean, we have no idea what that says. You know what I'm saying? Whether they were blinded of it, they didn't know it, who knows, okay? But they could not read the inscription or they didn't want to tell them what it meant, okay? But most the Bible says they didn't understand that they couldn't perceive it, okay? Meaning somehow, some way, these people who were supposed to be the wisest, counselors, okay? These people who were supposed to admonish and direct and guide the king, they were useless, okay? But the queen, watch this very carefully, the queen isn't partying, okay? wisdom okay but she hears what's going on and she walks in on and the she seat. says this okay she says don't be alarmed don't look so pale <laughs> hey would you look pale i totally would there is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him in the time of your father he was found to have insight intelligence wisdom like the gods Okay, so she's basically, you know what she's doing? She's describing Daniel. Now, is Daniel all those things? Absolutely. But she's attributing the gods, okay, to his success. It is the God, okay? One, it's plural. Who is it? It's Jehovah, okay? It's the triunity of God, the three that are one. It's I am that I am. <laughs> I just love it, okay? But here's the thing. One of the things I love in this story is this, okay? The queen doesn't address Daniel by his Babylonian name. She calls him Daniel. Calls him Daniel out of honor for who he is and his heritage, okay, and what he believes. She already knows. She's heard the story. She's seen, okay. She's been around. She's been in the background, okay. She's been on the back. She's had a backstage pass to all of it, witnessing it, okay. And watch what happens now. She's honoring the man of God. She's not calling him this false Babylonian name. She's calling him Daniel. I just love that fact. Well, in verse thirteen, it says this. They're going to call it Daniel, okay. It says this. So Daniel was brought before the king, and the king said to him, Are you Daniel of the exiles of my father the king brought from Judah? I have heard that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that you have insight, intelligence, and outstanding in wisdom. So the king basically says, hey, do you see the writing on the wall? What's it mean? He says, if you, see, not, he goes like this. The king says, hey, none of the people that work for me, okay, uh, the counselors, the strollers, the cow, all these people, you know, the wise people, they can't tell me what it means. He says, but if you can, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you, Daniel. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put the reward out there first. I'm going to put you in the nicest of clothes. I'm going to put a big, fat, bling, gold chain on you, okay? I'm going to make you third. Watch this very carefully because this is an interesting point too. I'm going to make you third in all of the kingdom. Well, why isn't the king making Daniel number two, okay? Because King Belshazzar isn't number, he's number two, okay? There is so, he's been appointed that position, all right? They believe the king that actually was running the place has been already, the Medes and the Persians already got that cat in jail, okay? And he's just kind of, he's just kind of watching the post. He's watching Bamlot. So he's number two. The best King Belshazzar can do is make Daniel number three. is offering the best that he can. Watch this very carefully because this is how much it is rattling him, okay? This is how much it's upsetting him. He says, I'm going to give you gold. I'm going to give you clothes. Me, I'm going to give you honor and prestige. Okay, I'm going to honor you and, and watch it. There's a thousand people who are witnessing it, okay? They're still partying, but they know what's going on. I mean, they're like, hey, look at the writing. What do you think that means? But they didn't see the hand. See what I'm saying? So it's no big deal to them. It's like if you were going down the road and you saw graffiti and you're like reading it, man, that's near my house. What does that mean? It's all these gang letters or gang statements. And so these people aren't affected. They just want to keep on drinking. But the king is greatly affected because he saw the hand. How does, how does Daniel respond to it all? Verse 17 says this, and I just think this is the funniest thing. Daniel says this, hey, keep your robe, keep your clothes, keep your honor, keep your gold chain. Give them to someone else. 
I don't want them, but I will tell you the interpretation. Where we <laughs> pick up our story. And I want you to listen to this. He's going he's gonna to scold them a little. He's going to say, O king, the most high God gave your father, Nebuchadnezzar, sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor. Because of the high position he gave him, all the people of the nations, and listen to this, all the people of the nations, men and every language, dreaded and feared him. Okay? That was a gift from God. A position of authority, okay, a position of prestige, a good job, is all a gift from God. On. It says this, those the king wanted to put to death, he put to death. Those he wanted to spare, he spared. Those he wanted to promote, he promoted. And those he wanted to humble, he humbled. But when his heart became arrogant, watch this, guys, because it's, it's a great story. And it is a warning, okay? Again, we're looking at pride. We're looking at arrogance. We're, we're looking at, at, okay, shaking our fist at God and not listening. It says this, but when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was disposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from the people and given the mind of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like cattle, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he acknowledged the Most High God is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and sets over them anyone he wishes. Oh my goodness. So basically, he's saying this. But listen, to this. But you, his son, O Belshazzar, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this. So he's saying this. This is what happened to your grandfather. And you heard the story. You understood it. You're like, Grandpa's gone. Where is he at? For seven years he's gone, okay? It went around the kingdom, especially in the palace. But look at Daniel in 22. But you, O Belshazzar, have not humbled yourself, okay? Though you knew all this. Instead, you've set yourself up against the Lord. Friends, when we're living a life contrary to the Word of God, we're setting ourselves up against God. Okay? When we're living in arrogance and pride, when we're doing these things, we're setting ourselves up against God. Okay? That's why it's so important to read the Word of God every day so we get those truths into us so we know how to live. Today I was in Psalm 119. It's a very long psalm, but I tell you what, by the end of that psalm you kind of get an understanding of who God is, what He wants, what He desires, okay, and what is required of you. He goes on to say, and He tells him exactly what He did. So here's the thing, because we know exactly when we're not doing this exactly what we've done. There's no, there's no gray area. I knew the, the world loves to live in the grays, okay? But God isn't gray. He's black or white. He, he's, you know what I'm saying? It's either my way or you can do whatever you want, but there is no gray area where you're going to squeak by. And a lot of people, they think that, okay? It says this. This is what he's saying to him, okay? Daniel says, you had the goblets of the temple brought to you and you and your nobles, your wives and your concubines drink wine from them. You praised, watch this, okay? This is idolatry. You praise the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone that cannot see, hear, or understand. But you did not, watch this, this so you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and your ways. I love Daniel, man. I just love this guy. Okay, he's, he's telling him, okay, you're drinking out of the sacred dishware. Okay, basically, he's way saying you're dishonoring God. You know, you haven't humbled yourself. Okay, and, and you're doing it all in front of the guy who holds your life in his hands. That's what he's saying. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscription. Let me ask you this real quick. Just stop in here for one second. Let's camp out here. Does, what does God have to send in your life? Does he have to, while you're sitting there on the couch, you're laying in bed and the light's on, and you're, you know what I'm saying? 
have to pull out a hand and write something on the wall. I mean, because there are a lot of us that are stubborn, okay? I know we're in the man cave, and there are a lot of us, really, realize this, that are in pride and arrogance, who know that the life that they're living is contrary to the Word of God, to God's ways, the, the way that the Spirit is trying to lead you. You guys know right and wrong, just like I know right and wrong. You know, a lot of us are living in the gray areas, which is rejected by Almighty God. Does God have to send a hand into your life? And just and here's the thing, the reason the hand hasn't come thus far is because of what? Because of what's called God's long-suffering. It means his patience. Because a lot of times people, they think, I've gotten away with it. You know, I'm living this life and, and nothing's happened. I'm really happy. They think they're happy, but they're, you're never happy in sin. Sin is pleasurable for a season, okay? And, and so they're moving on with life and they think, hey, everything's working out. You know, so here's the thing. Living in sin never works out, okay? Because what you're doing is you're nibbling on poison and that poison, sin is death and that poison is incorporated into your life and it is not going to work out for any length of time. What you are is under the long-suffering of God and the patience of God. God's been, he's been warning and you friends, here's the thing. I, I can, I can remember so many different times in my life when I was doing something that I should not have been doing. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. I've incorporated in something in my life. Okay. A different belief system or whatever it was thinking, Hey, belief system, meaning this, I think I'm okay. I'm, I, God's going to forgive me. He's a God of grace, love and mercy. And, and you know, just because I'm doing this one sin over here, I'm doing all this great stuff over here. It's just not the case. Okay. God is holy and holiness means the absence of sin. Okay. And if people, okay. And calls, and false belief system would just understand that one point of the true God, okay? He is holy. He cannot turn from sin. That's why no person with sin in their life and no person that doesn't love God is ever going to make it to heaven, okay? That's why we have to have Jesus and Jesus alone. Let's move on. Daniel says, hey, I'm going to tell you what it means. Here's what it means. Meeny, meeny, tinkle, parson. Or your translation might say, meeny, meeny, tinkle, you farson, okay? Depending on the translation, okay, of the, the, the people translating the Bible. It reads like this, meeny. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought them to an end. Now, watch this. He's saying that twice, okay? Two in the Bible means confirmation of a thing, okay? And so in your daily life, when you hear something twice or God confirms it twice, it's normally God saying, yes, okay, I'm confirming it because a lot of us are not living by faith and we're not trusting God. And so out of a courtesy for us, because we're flesh and bones, God will send a couple warnings or a couple confirmations into our life. Just the thing that God is saying, meaning, meaning, is meaning this. He's saying it like this. Listen very carefully, okay? This is uh, meaning. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. God has numbered your days and brought them to an end. He wants them to understand. He's numbered your days. It's over, buddy. The party is over. The next word is this, tikal. It means this, you have been weighed on the scales and have been found wanting. Imagine you go to the store and you get a grocery basket full of groceries, okay? When you go to pay, you don't have enough money. That means this, you've been found wanting. You can't take what you have, okay? You're in lack, you're in need. You don't have what you need to sustain you to go forward, okay? You don't have enough to move forward in life. That's what he's saying. You've been weighed, okay? Because back then, with our the money, a lot of times a person didn't have a coin, they just had a piece of gold or a piece of silver and so they would put it on a balance, okay? And the food or whatever it would be over here and they'd set the scale and they'd put your money over here. And here's the thing. If this didn't go down and lift this, you've been found wanting. You don't have enough. Well, the last word is parson and it means this. Your kingdom is divided, given to the Medes and the Persians, meaning this. He, because he had divided loyalties, because he was straddling the fence, he, he had saw what grandpa went through, King Nebuchadnezzar, okay? He knew those, but he ignored the, the, the warnings of God and the examples. Friends, I tell you what, your, your grandfather turning into
into an animal for seven years is a pretty good example, okay? Friends, he, 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 just, he just ignored them. I mean, and listen, I know people that are listening to this that have ignored warnings that God has sent across their path, okay? They're living in a life of divided loyalties. The Bible says a house divided cannot stand. You can't be serving Satan and the world and the things of the world and think you're going to pay tribute to God and have the favor and the blessings of God. It just doesn't work like that. And there are so many people, okay, the house is divided, okay? They've been, they've been weighed, okay, and they've come up lacking. And um, he's basically saying your days are numbered, meaning this, your long suffering's about to end. I'm bringing it, okay? And what do we do when he brings it? Depending if you're saved or lost, meaning this, God chastens those who are saved, but those people who really didn't have a relationship with God, oh my goodness, judgment comes swiftly. The Bible, thousands and thousands and thousands of examples of how God brings it so fast, so swiftly, they're crying out to God, they can't believe a good God would do this, a God of love, a God of mercy, a God of grace. Why would he do this? Why would he allow this? And friends, it's a mess. Belshazzar, he's got the warning from him. What does he do? Watch this. A lot of people in verse 29, he loads up Daniel just like he said. Okay, it says this. Then Belshazzar commanded Daniel to be clothed in purple. A gold chain was placed around his neck and he was promoted third highest ruler in the kingdom for about four hours. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? The king did what he said, but watch this very king carefully. Belshazzar, he's loading them up, but it's more from what theologians think, okay? And uh, these people that are uh, historians, they believe he's just kind of basically playing the game with them. He's uh, give him a robe, give him a gold chain, hey, make him third in the kingdom. He, he fills, here, fill my glass one more time. He didn't believe it. And one of the reasons he didn't believe it is this. You have to realize Babylon was a fortress. I mean, it was an absolute fortress. The walls, you couldn't scale the walls. The walls were so thick. There was there was walls and walls and walls and then there was gates and then the, the thing went up. I mean, four, five, six stories high. I mean, listen, it, I mean, you and I couldn't have got in there, okay? And then they had watchtowers all the way around Babylon. Okay, but what, what happens, okay? Well, here's the thing. God told hundreds of years ahead of time, okay, how it was going to happen, okay? They, they emptied a river and then they went through a canal, okay? And the gates, now if they went through the canal, basically their water source, okay, they diverted the water source into a swamp, okay? So when the water went down, they kind of, the army of the Medes and the Persians went through, but the gate was open, just like the Bible said, uh, referring to Cyrus the Persian, how he was going to get in there, okay? And friends, he goes on in there, and what did they do? It was, this, it was just given to him. Why is it given to him? Because they were resting on their laurels. What do you mean, Matt? Meaning everyone was partying. They were all drunk. It was a slaughter. The Medes and the Persians came in there and they just had to take out the higher officials, okay? And they're all mostly in one place and then they had to kill everyone else. They're not trying to kill the people. The Medes and the Persians want to leave everything intact. Okay. And so they didn't want to destroy all the people. They just wanted to destroy the hierarchy. They wanted to destroy the infrastructure of Babylon. And that's exactly what they did. They went through the canal and just as God said, it says the bronze gates would be opened. Who opened the gates? They were so drunk they forgot to lock them, okay? Or the Bible says, God says, I will open the gates. And so I say we go with scripture, okay? What happens to Belshazzar? I mean, really, what happens to him? The last verse, that very night. That quick. Guys, that very night, Belshazzar, king of Babylon, was slain 
and Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at age 62. Verse 30 says this, that very night, not, not a week, not a month, not a year, not six months down the road. Well, look, at, look, at his life was required of him. That very night he died by the hand of the Medes and the Persians. They came in there and they slaughtered Here's this the thing. guy. Belshazzar had so many warnings. He had so much scripture. He had live evidence of grandpa being turned to an animal and all the other stories about Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego going through the fire, Daniel and the lion's dead. And besides those, Daniel's life alone. Okay, and here's the thing. So he, he had these, these, these pillars of righteousness and, and these stories that he heard. But here's the thing. He, he ignored the warnings. Friend, God is, God is so gracious to us. Okay, and he gives us so much time. But I want to share with you, I honestly know that God had me do this very devotion for tomorrow. Okay, this devotion I'm doing today is for tomorrow. When you read it, this is only one day old. This is for someone. Uh, this isn't weeks old. This isn't a month old. I haven't done this. No, tomorrow is the day. This will come out tonight at 12.01, okay? And this is what God said on my heart, and it's because there's someone out there listening to this that you've been dabbling in the wrong things, that you haven't repented, that you're under God's long suffering, and He's warned you, and He's warned you, and He's warned you, and you've been playing games with God, and you've been, basically, you, you've been like Belshazzar, and you've been like Nebuchadnezzar when he was walking on the palace roof, and he was saying, is this not the Babylon? And he's mocking God because he's not hearkening unto the things of God, okay? The word of God, the truths of God, and they think, I, I, look at me. Uh, it, friends, it's coming. Friends, listen very carefully to that person out there. Y y the, the writing is on the wall, okay? It's coming, okay? You don't have much time. You need to repent, whatever it is in your life. You need to get right from God. You need to get on the straight and narrow. And if you, you're all, I always say this, you're only one prayer away from getting it right with Almighty God. If you will do that, okay, God will forgive you. You, you agree with what God says about your sin? You turn from that and you turn towards God. And here's the thing. He says, I'll separate from the east is to the west and I'll throw it into the deepest sea. But most people will not do that. Friends, what they do is they say, I don't believe it. God would never do that. And they harden their heart against the things of God, the ways of God, okay? And they continue living in pride and arrogance. They continue living in the grays. And here's the thing. God brings it. And when he brings it, friends... Nobody brings it like Almighty God. Are you likened unto King Belshazzar? If you are, what do you need to do? You need to repent. You need to get it right. You don't need to ignore the warnings, okay? What you need to do is read the writing on the wall, which has been interpreted to you by Daniel and the Holy Spirit and the Bible and the things that your conscience bears witness of that you know about God. And those godly people that God has placed in your life, all of your life, that you can see as pillars of righteousness. Get it right today, okay? I hope this helped you out. Hey, this is Matt from the man cave.